The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? Oh, I'm ready for sex with Jaya. I need it. I need it. Oh, you need it. Oh, that's lovely to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today, we're talking about the sensual, the senses. Can your nose help you to have better orgasms? Does the way your partner smell and taste turn you on? What can you do to raise your arousal levels? The senses are often an overlooked part of our sexuality. Today, we'll be joined by expert guest Wendy Strigger of Good Clean Love, where we'll discuss how to put the sensual back into the sexual. D-Love, did you know that there's a nerve in your nose that links directly to the sex centers in the brain? Nerve zero? Nerve zero. D-Love, you've been hanging out with me too much. You've turned I into have. a sex geek. I cheat. <laughs> in this show, you'll learn how to use the power of smell and taste to awaken your partner's orgasmic potential and your own as well. Hey, D-Love, what's your uh, favorite smell? What's a smell that really turns you on? Um, the smell of those, I call them stargazers. Is that the name of those flowers? The lilies, the stargazer lilies? Yeah. You like those? That's one smell that really gets me. And Do you have, like, a memory of that, like an association with something sexual? Uh, no, but there are a couple of perfumes. I'm not a big fan of perfumes, but there are one or two perfumes that just completely rock me. Most mm. of them I just can't. They, I have a reaction, negative reaction to, but these two scents. One reminds me of one of my first deep, deep, deep infatuations. And mm-hmm. the other, there's just something in it, that some pheromone or something in there that just has me go, oh. <laughs> Do you know what those are? What are those two scents? Now I'm curious. KL, Carl Lagerfeld. I don't even know if they make it anymore. I have and no then, idea. I don't know perfumes. Yeah, I think there's, I don't know if it's Chanel Number no. 5 or something. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if it's that one. Mm. But so somebody you, who, you have a little perfume thing. Well, just, it's, like I said, it's just a couple of them. Just those two. Generally, I really don't like them. Mm. Well, smell can certainly be used as a way to trigger your memory centers of pleasure. Actually, we were talking a little bit about cranial nerve zero, and that's actually a nerve in your nose that goes straight to the sex centers in your brain. It picks up pheromones. 
Um, but your cranial nerve one, which goes to the olfactory centers of the brain, the centers of the brain and the memory centers of the brain. So that's why I asked D love if he had something to do with the stargazer lilies that was sensual because oftentimes if we smell something from childhood and you mentioned D love, that perfume was like a first infatuation that you ever had. Mm. So then that gets linked into us going, Oh, that smell. That turns me on. That was like something my ex-girlfriend wore. And we have no idea why we love it, but it usually has to do with that. Like grandma's smell of fresh baked cookies that you always equate with being happy and having fun as a child. And then you smell those fresh baked cookies as an adult and it just brings you warm, fuzzy feelings. That's why. It's smell is very, very important. So, um, Try this. Every time that you're making out with someone, you wear a certain smell. Maybe it's lavender oil or orange or some smell that you like. And every time that you're making love or you have an orgasm, you want to have that smell handy. And then you start anchoring. We use smell as an anchor to pleasure. So this links the smell to your memory centers and you start to associate the smell with the pleasure. So the next time you smell orange oil, if you use that as your anchor, then you start to go, oh, orange, that means time to have an orgasm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And your your body equates it with that. Do you love, do you have a taste that gets your libido going? The taste for you. The taste, ha ha ha, the taste for me. What's like a taste, like some food... You taught me about one. Did I? You, ta- you taught me an appreciation for the art of fine foods and the sensuality oh, yeah. of a really exquisite meal like, like sushi. Yeah, sushi is very, very sensual. A lot of that is texture. For you, it's about the texture, a lot not of the it, taste. Yeah. That's where the sensuality goes yeah. um, and the preparation and presentation. So that's a visual and a tactile thing. Mm-hmm. What's the... something you love to taste? I know flavor, it. I know taste. what it is. Well, chocolate. Just, there you go. There's so many different <laughs> things in chocolate that account for that, though, too. Mm-hmm. Like all the uh, bliss chemicals and, yeah, and high magnesium. And, yeah. Yeah. The juicy stuff. The juicy stuff. Well, chocolate, for me, is always associated with getting sexy. There's just something about chocolate that's uh, you can't deny. Well, it melts at uh, body temperature as well. That's true. So... We gotta love the chocolate. Yeah, I also like like, like fruit. Something about like juicy mangoes or mm. something. Just like there is a texture thing to taste for sure. Yeah. And now that you have me thinking about that, now I'm imagining the textures of all these foods in my mouth. Mm. Uh-huh. Ah, so I have a few tips for turning sexy, sensual senses on. Number one, wear a blindfold. So sight is usually our most dominant sense, and it can override everything else. By taking away the sense of sight, you've probably heard this, like blind people have a better sense of touch, or sometimes their their sense of hearing is stronger. So by taking away the sense of sight, it heightens all the rest of the senses. So I highly recommend closing your eyes or wearing a blindfold. I like to peek, so blindfold is uh, is great for me. And then, number two, start paying attention. So if you put a blindfold on yourself or if you're with a partner, start scanning your own body. And I want you to do this as we're talking right now. So just start with the sounds in the room. Notice maybe what's in the room with you, just those sounds that are there, and then notice the sounds outside the room. 
what do you notice? And it's not about trying to identify the sound, like, oh, there's a bird or, oh, there's a car. It's just noticing there's a sound. There's that sound. And you allow your awareness to jump from sound to sound. And then start noticing what smells are in the air. Hmm. What smells? And then what tastes are in your mouth? Just noticing the sensations in your mouth. And then the sensations on your skin. How does the air feel on your skin? Is it cool? Is it warm? Again, not identifying it, just noticing it. And your clothing, perhaps. How does your clothing feel on your skin? And just starting to really pay attention to all of the different senses. The tastes, the smells, the sounds, the sensations of touch. So then to do this with a partner, you do the same thing. Put on a blindfold on your partner. And I highly recommend doing like a whole sensory exploration where you prepare a bunch of different objects. So you can have taste objects, smell objects, tactile objects. I recommend not using your hands actually, but using strange things so that their mind doesn't know what is touching them. And um, also having sounds like little bells. I use all kinds of different things, books, anything I can do to make sounds. And then you make this really amazing whole, like just blindfold them and let them go deep into each sense. If you're going to do a short version of this, about five minutes on each sense, if you're going to do a long version, like 10, 15, even 20 minutes on each sense. And then, and then you can switch or you can make love to your partner while they're in this really extraordinary extrasensory place, removing the blindfold or leaving it on even and just start making love to them really can be phenomenal because your whole body is sensitized because you've taken time to turn on the sensual. Isn't this lovely, D-Love? Have we done this? We have. I have. I've done this for you. This, maybe not with these particular time uh, allotments. Mm-hmm. Like but not, yeah. a, I haven't done an extended version with no. you. Oh, we should do an extended version, D-Love. Yeah. Yeah, I have some ideas too. I'll, I'll, I'll not share them on the air. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I love this game. It's one of my favorite games to do to other people. <laughs> and I used to not like receiving it because I didn't like the blindfold at first. It was kind of scary. But after I got used to it, then I really started liking it. And now I have fun with it. But at first it was a little intimidating. Yes. So for those of you who are afraid of the blindfold, you don't have to do it blindfolded. You can just have your eyes closed. But I recommend not peeking. It's really important not to peek. Because then it's cheating. Right? Don't peek. Don't peek. All right. Well, we have to take a break. When we return, we're going to share some more juicy tidbits on the importance of getting sensual with the founder of Good Clean Love. More Sex with Jaya when we come back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Allo Cadabra. 
the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last for hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own. Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. You who haven't checked out the yummy, effective, and 95% organic Aloe Cadabra, go to AlloCadabra.com. Use coupon code Jaya for 20% off or ask for Aloe Cadabra at Vitamin Shop and Vitamin World. Oh, I'm so excited to talk with our guests today. We are talking about smell and taste and the importance of the senses when it comes to our sexuality and sort of getting, bringing the sensuality back to sex. I think it's something that we've missed. So hello, Wendy. Wendy Strigger, our guest from goodcleanlove.com is joining us. Hi, Gaia. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. And Wendy does have a book. It's called Love That Works, A Guide to Enduring Intimacy. So, Wendy, why do you think smell is so important to our attraction towards our lover? Well, you know, the whole sense of smell, and I think we talked about this before, maybe you just mentioned it even before I came on, is actually our primary sense for our sexual arousal mechanism. And that's because where our olfactory bulb is, so when we smell, it goes to our olfactory bulb, and that's actually our limbic brain where, where our arousal mechanism is, it gets turned on. So actually where we smell is where we get aroused. 
in our brain. And, you know, I know you've said this many times that, you know, our brain is the sexiest part of our whole body. So if you can engage that arousal mechanism through scent, um, you're actually opening up a whole, you know, Pandora's box, if you will, of, of sensation and fantasy and memory because memory, sexuality, and emotion is all triggered in that same place. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so scent is actually, you know, and, and certainly we didn't invent this, you know, all of the greatest lovers through history have used the power of scent to awaken their lovers' kind of interest and intrigue. You know, Cleopatra showed up in a boat uh, covered, you know, the sails covered in rose oil. Only Cleopatra could have managed that, of course. But, um, but you know, she got Mark Antony's attention, let me just say that. <laughs> yeah, I think I read in your book, too, she made love in, a, like, 10 feet of rose petals or something inches. like that. 10 inches of rose petals. So that's ten something inches. I've always wanted to try myself. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever be able to afford 10 inches of rose petals underneath me, but that would be definitely something to strive for. <laughs> Oh, I love it. And, you know, the other thing, too, about scent is it actually does have something to do with our attraction towards our mate and choosing the right mate. I was talking with a guest a few weeks ago, Christopher Ryan, and he was talking about a study they did of women smelling um, T-shirts of sweaty men and how when they weren't on birth control or other things that interfered with their Mm -hmm. ability to really pick up pheromones, Mm -hmm. the women chose men who had immune systems different from theirs so that their offspring would have strong There's another book that you actually mentioned. I don't know if you've ever spoken to Rachel Herz, who wrote um, The Scent of Desire. Desire. You know, there's a very complex um, science of, uh, of scent. And, you know, really, if you've ever tried to kiss somebody who might be totally adorable, you know, um, but doesn't smell good to you, forget it. It's not going to happen. And it is true, your whole point about, like, on birth control pills, that alters the way we smell. And so there are even stories of women who mated with somebody who actually ended up not being compatible scent-wise. That, um, you know, and even in magazines like Glamour, you'll see, you know, girls will write in or women will write in and say, well, I can't stand the scent of my boyfriend. And, you know, they'll just say right up that, you know, then there's nothing, there's probably nothing you can do about that. Just bail while you can. Because, (laughs) you know, biologically, our sense of smell actually determines how compatible we are to, to mate. And, you know, really sexuality, even beyond all the pleasure and, you know, fabulous thing that happens in the intimate part of our relationship is a mating game. And, you know, and so if you're not actually really supposed to mate with somebody, there's no way you can be around them scent-wise. Mm-hmm. Scent played a really important role in your relationship as well. That's one of the reasons why you made, you started using oils, right? Um, you know, yeah, you know, I've been married for 26 years, if you can believe I'm saying that. And it's actually starting to show on my face, I have to say. But um, <laughs> I've been married to the same guy and making love to the same man for 30 years. And there was a moment in time after I had all these babies and nursed for a really long time, I think I told you I nursed for over 12 years, that, uh, you know, my whole mechanism of... Um, lubrication, internal lubrication, and, you know, just energy was really waning, and um, and I tried a lot of different products, and 
Um, and they all, I was very sensitive to petrochemicals um, in most lubricant products. And um, so anyway, I found a bottle of love oil and um, just in a little tiny shop, you know, in the, in the town where I live. And, uh, and so we used that for quite a while and just had this really incredible experience together. I never attributed it, you know, I was so tired. I didn't attribute it to the love oil at the time um, until, of course, the bottle was gone. And then I I thought, oh, I was having such good sex, and now I'm not. And so I tried to get another bottle and search and search for a year for something that was similar and finally tracked down the person who made like three bottles a year and said, well, how did you do this? And so then that's kind of what started me in my own little kitchen lab in my house and, you know, started giving away little bottles of love oil. And, you know, I wasn't the only woman I knew who was having these problems, and so just got really a lot of really great response. And, uh, you know, this was way before I got into water-based lubricants or any other products, you know, because it was a product I could make out of my house. And um, and so that's how we started Good Clean Love, actually, was uh, through love oil and, and the power of scent because um, it's really true that you create a scent memory with somebody with a specific scent. Um, and and so, that, so that actually reminds you, oh, that's right. It reminds you, I do like sex. Oh, that's right. I, I do want to engage like this because, you know, as you get older and you have more and more kids or just actually forget about the kids even, just as you get older, a lot of times, you know, I know a lot of our customers have a hard time accessing that libido space. Mm-hmm. So it's like, in theory, they want to do it, but they can't quite remember the place that they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. scent is a great bridge for that, really helpful memory jogger of of remembering how, how much you enjoy intimacy. Why do you think so many people have lost the art of sensuality or paying attention to the senses? You know, I think I think people don't think it's that important. Well, you know, there was this recent show, um, Dr. Oz show, where he talked about um, uh, how much foreplay couples had, and the couples all agreed that they had between one and four minutes of foreplay. Oh, my goodness. And so, you know, um, you know, this is why pain with sex is so rampant in our culture, because, you know, really, really good sex, as you know, I know you know this, and you talk about it all the time, is really like creating a symphony. And, um, and I feel like a lot of times just in the same way that we sort of have this fast food culture, you know, where we pick up food and we eat it, but we don't even feel like we ate a meal, but that's how so many people function with the way they eat. You know, I actually wrote a piece not too long ago called Stop Fast Food Sex, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, if you, if you think sex is just the main event intercourse, then you're really missing the banquet of what sex is and, and, and sensuality or you Using our senses the way you were talking about before, um, and which you really do such a great job on in your book too, in Red Hot Thank Red you. Hot Touch, you know, is just something. It's like you have to slow down. You can't have your iPhone there and be texting somebody and also want to make love to somebody. You know, you can't. You know, you you can't be in a hurry. You know, and and why would you want to be in a hurry for the best part of life? I mean, what is better than having somebody who loves you actually, with eyes open, make love to you? Really, right. that is sort of the epitome of the epitome, and uh, it's where we're really closest to not only to our partner but to what is the best part of us. Mm-hmm. And so, Amen. you know, I always, you know, we have the body candy and the love oil, and I always tell people when you change the scent that you're working with, you change the love. 
And, um, and so I feel like it's just a combination of the fact that we're afraid of our sexuality in a lot of ways. We're afraid to touch. We're afraid to really explore what it is to feel in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have an emotional language for, uh, for a wide range of emotions that they experience. And, you know, we don't really teach emotional intelligence. And, you know, really deep intimacy requires, at least requires an, an openness to, to explore those places. And so I feel like, you know, what, maybe 70% of the sex that goes on in the world is just this wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, kind of like, oh, did you, you know, I don't know, one of my favorite stories is always when I lived in France for a long time, you know, young boys will ask each other, you know, how long did she jouir? How long did she, did she have pleasure? You know, and, but in, in America, you know, and I know this because I have, I have sons, you know, who are teenagers, you know, they ask, um, how, how long, you know, how far did you get? Right. So that, that's a totally different question. You know, and, and so if you approach your sexuality as trying to achieve something or hit a home run, then, then you're missing the sensuality part of it as soon as you, as soon as you jump into bed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Culturally, mm-hmm. we have so many phrases that are things like, I'm going to get me some of that, I'm going to tap that uh-huh. ass, uh-huh. that are all about the achievement of some kind of, of something or ownership. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's true. And, you know, in other cultures, really, it's very different. You know, France, you know, whatever else you might say about the French, they really do love love, you know, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of verbs and, and, and words to explore those places that, you know, in our English language, we really don't have. Mm-hmm. I think it's equal for women, too, but for us, it's like, oh, I got the guy. Uh-huh. I snagged the guy. Right. Yeah, we so. don't, I don't think we use that language quite as much in sex. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but it, you know, that whole uh, winning something or achieving something, I think, really keeps us from actually uh, experiencing the thing that we want most, which is love. So, so we have to take a break. But when we get back, we're going to talk about how to get the sensuality back into your love life and back into your relationship and how to listen to really listen to each other when it comes to intimacy to the body to the senses how can couples start to do that and i have a question of the day today about menopause and oral sex so we will touch on those topics more we are talking with wendy strigger uh good clean love am i saying your last name right it's actually an a at the end strigar but you're very close you know it's hard when they don't buy vowels in a country but yeah yeah, wendy strigar (laughs) Uh, Strigar. So. Wendy Strigar of goodcleanlove.com. She's the author of A Love That Works, A Guide to Enduring Intimacy, and she's a creator of these amazing little love oils. I'm wearing some right now. It's the Origins kind. I was walking around at the mm, my favorite. Novelties Festival with the uh, Indian spice on, and I was like, ooh, I got to get me some of that because I just love the way I smelled for myself. It was bringing pleasure to me all by myself <laughs> to have your love oils on. When we return, more Wendy and Sex with Jaya. News. Opinion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? 
Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Sensual touch is such an important part of our sex lives. That's why I decided to write my book and to make my DVDs Red Hot Touch. I haven't talked about the series much lately, but I was just watching them the other day, and I remembered, wow, this is pretty great. (laughs) At least I think it's pretty great. There are over 100 touch techniques. So to see a preview and find out more about all the sensual, yummy stuff we're talking about today, you can visit redhottouch.com. That's redhottouch.com. We're back with our guest, Wendy. Say your last name again for me, Wendy. Stragar. Mm -hmm. And she's the author of A Love That Works, A Guide to Enduring Intimacy. And she has the site Good Clean Love, where she makes all of her yummy oils and body candies and all this yummy stuff. So um, we were talking a little bit before the break about the lost art of sensuality and the importance of it. But how do couples or even single people out there get back in touch? I think even, you know, in our self-pleasure sessions, we need to learn also the art of sensuality with ourselves and stop having McDonald's sex with ourselves even. I'm going to call it McDonald's sex now, fast food sex. (laughs) Um, So how do we get it back? How do we get back into our sensuality? Well, you know, I I don't know if there's like one map that, you know, people could pick up and say, here's the way. I think it's more intention than it is, um, than, than a direction. Um, but, you know, uh, I, you know, we, I, I feel like, you know, uh, distraction is a huge problem for so many people, I mean, me included, you know, all of the Facebooking and Twittering and, and noise that fills our lives, uh, you know, it's, and, you know, what you were saying even earlier about how our sense of vision sometimes, you know, can um, really kind of distract us and, and feel like we're seeing something but not really sensing it. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, you know, what you were talking about earlier about, you know, closing your eyes, but 
I actually just try to close my mind sometimes and, um, and just, you know, even for 30 seconds to listen to your breath, to, uh, you know, to just see if you can turn that monkey mind off for a minute and, and, uh, and experience something quiet inside of yourself. Um, those are sort of, I think, access points to, to, to sensing. You know, I know sometimes just for me at the end of the day, I, I'm trying to do this positivity thing I think I told you about, and I meditate in the morning and at night, and, and sometimes at, you know, at the end of a very busy full day, I, I just, like, I lie down and I'm, and I'm trying to get quiet, and I mean, and I, first time I sense how I'm throbbing with just the energy of all the day, and I feel like a lot of people don't ever really get in touch with that space. Um, but, you know, on a couple's level, one of the things that I recommend a lot is just this agreement to have a physical conversation because a lot of times couples get stuck in this place where they they can't connect or, you know, trying to get back to their sexuality after they've had a baby, which I know is something that, you know, you experienced or, you know, when, when you're not in a routine of, of intimacy with somebody, um, you know, like actually just agreeing to have a physical conversation, you know, even for 10 minutes where, you know, instead of talking about it, um, which, you know, language is a great thing and I think communication is important, but we communicate so much by how we touch each other. And I know that's something that you have explored in great depth in your book. Um, but uh, I feel like that's really important. And, you know, in my book, I talk about, you know, a lot of times couples, um, they feel like, you know, if their sex life isn't working, that, um, that, that that's actually a barometer for their relationship. But the truth is that probably something else broke in their relationship or, or hasn't been functioning at a, good, at a good place way before their sex life was affected. And so I break it down into this ecology of love where, you know, where you think about building passionate touch and sensuality is sort of the fire, but you can't build a fire where, you know, when you're having bad thoughts about your partner all the time. So the ground of the relationship is how you think. And that's why I was talking about just sort of shutting off that monkey mind, you know, and, and just like actually really connecting and actually paying attention to what kinds of good thoughts you have about who you love and, and, and the relationship you're in. Because I know there's a lot of people who walk around sort of, you know, feeling like somebody's not making them happy enough or the relationship is too hard. And, and then, you know, and then it's really hard to connect sensually when you're having those kinds of thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other two pieces of the ecology is this idea of um, uh, showing up for each other. So that's the water. And so the truth is that you've, if, you, if you feel like in your relationship nobody's showing up for you, then it's very hard to open up to this really mysterious, vulnerable place of being deeply in your senses with somebody because you don't feel safe in the relationship. So safety is like a really important component of how you get to that sensory experience that's really deep and vital. And, you know, the last part is the air, which is how you communicate. And so, you know, communicating isn't just like who's picking up the baby or, you know, who's taking out the garbage or who's buying food for dinner communicating is that is that really deep space where you start to identify your emotions and and you can self disclose and so i know that's kind of a really long way around how you get back to that sensuality but i really feel like it's hard to to trust yourself to your sensuality if you're not feeling fed in your relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. does that yeah. make sense 
Yeah, it makes total sense. I think you, you're you're sort of roundabout talking about something I talk about, which is the rule of four, and that's just you know you have to understand the, emo- the there's so much more to sexuality and sensuality than than just the one thing you're thinking of, which might be the physical, but there's also the emotional level, which I think mm-hmm. is the groundwork for you, mm-hmm. you know, and and understanding your body and pain and, you know, like mm-hmm. get into all those different things and the chemistry that's going on with your partner and you, the bio, whole biochemical mm-hmm. effects. So uh, totally. I want to talk about your book for a second. Um, in your book, you talk about listening to the body. You have this little section on listening to the body, and I love the quote here. For women, the best aphrodisiacs are words. The G-spot is in the ears. He who looks for it below there is wasting his time. I just love that because I really find it's so effective to to arouse a woman through her ears, through her sense of the sound. Mm-hmm. And um, But you also talk about listening to the body in, in all the different senses. Our hands can feel vibrations as much as they can feel other tactile sensations. That's another quote from your book. Mm-hmm. Um, how can couples listen to each other? in listening to the body, how can they listen to each other when it comes to intimacy? Well, you know, I feel like those are some really beautiful pieces that you pulled out, but, you know, what woman do you know that doesn't want to be told in some way how divine she is, you know, how lovely, how, you know, how, uh, you know, I mean, really that is the sort of version of loving kindness, you know, where you actually are witnessed in in the beauty of your ability to give and to to be open and you know I mean so you know so I feel like you know I I mean I've been married to the same guy for years and I'm still training him on some language that works for me around sex you know so I think from you know it's a catch twenty two because women really need that kind of language to sort of start to access that emotional vulnerability that sexuality sort of opens in them and men oftentimes don't get to that sort of deep sort of, you know, language until they've, they've experienced sexual intimacy. So it's a real catch-22, you know. But, um, but I think, you know, all of the stuff you talk about in your book about Red Hot Touch is a, is a huge piece of that. Like, how are you touching somebody? You know, I love that part where you say about, you know, we become sort of pro-magnon, pro, you know, where we're groping and, mm-hmm. and pawing at each other instead of actually using these miraculous hands that we have for all these millions of ways we can feel each other and touch each other. Mm-hmm. I actually really learned a ton from about that from your book, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know really taking the time to experience what somebody's arm feels like, you know, the shape of their arm, or you know, the the curve of their face, or you know, you know, eye gazing, or you know, um, you know, and scent, as we were saying earlier on, you know that. Uh, that, uh, you know, just my husband and I have this ritual where we use love oil and we put it on our lips and, you know, on our faces generously because really love products, whether it's lubricant or love oil, you know, you should use more. I mean, more is better for love products. And um, <laughs> and we come together close enough to kiss, but we just inhale each other. My husband mm-hmm. calls it smoking me. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when we, so, so that information then is coming right into that olfactory 
bulb in our brain, and and it's like, oh yeah, that's right, I remember you. It's a whole different kind of remembering somebody, and so just these kinds of small rituals where you, you know, where you where you schedule time to mm-hmm. actually yeah, have that's, that. That's another section in I, your book. You have you know, making time for love, and I'm a big advocate for scheduling time. And you know, I was having a conversation when you sent me that question a while ago, and thinking about that, and I feel like you know, partly what happens is that we're afraid to actually schedule the time because we think that that sort of sexuality and that mystery should be this spontaneous combustion thing. You know, it's like we're sort of so afraid to, like, actually discover what's really in us in us about it that we expect it to just sort of happen to us you know and if it happens then it's really not our control i mean it just happened you know but you know the the more you love somebody and the longer you love somebody you know sexuality really rarely happens like that because you know you have a 2 year old in the room or 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 you know you've got all these work commitments or you know and and i am always just baffled by how you know people who are really committed i mean you know they could be scheduled weeks out for all these other things and not have what an hour to make love to somebody right so you know that's put in such a a very long time been scheduling my my love making sessions with my husband because you know we have four kids it's like if it wasn't scheduled it wasn't going to happen and um and and you know i i have to tell you that there's a lot of gifts in scheduling you know you have something to look forward to you know you sort of have this anticipatory kind of you know excitement coming up to it you know it makes you it keeps you really honest in how you're communicating and showing up for each other because you know it becomes clear that that sort of you know when when he's being an idiot in one of those ways then it's really hard for me to say and i'm like okay are you wanting to be sexy now or you know because this isn't working for me so you know i think it integrates all of those things that you need in for to, for intimacy to work into your daily life more and um you know, and I would tell you that any baby, if they could talk to their parents, would tell their parents, you know, love my dad first or love my mom first because, you know, keeping your relationship really vital and and and, and coherent and adhering to each other is the greatest thing you can do for family stability. Yep. And there's been, no way that you that do that a lot stronger lately. than oh. you do when, when you make love to somebody. A great sex life builds better family values. <laughs> yeah, totally. It totally does. It actually, it actually keeps all the rest of the mess at bay. Because, you know, the truth is that loving people over time, you know, as they grow up and, you know, people are difficult. They're annoying, you know, and I, you know, I sign me up. I know I'm on that list, you know, so, you know, that's why my book is called A Guide to Enduring Love, uh, or Enduring Intimacy because, you know, you have to endure it in order for it to endure. And, you know, there are days where it like, it's really like, okay, Please help me remember what I love about this person again, um, because you you know sometimes people can be difficult. Um, but you know I feel we like we have to you take know, a really break. Um, unfortunately, so goodcleanlove.com is Wendy's website, and we w- when we return, I have a question from a listener about menopause and oral sex. So more sex with Jaya when we come back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. 
Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, health and wellness, business, sports, green talk, power up motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High definition, premier quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We have a question from a listener. The question is... I am frustrated because my wife is not as into sex as I am. She's over 50 and going through menopause. How do I get her to allow me to give her oral and vice versa? She has no interest now. That's from Jay. So, dear Jay, let's see. Like, how can we answer this um, Well, so, you know, partly all the stuff we were just talking about, about the relationship, would be definitely something that he would want to be looking at to answer his own question, you know, does she feel connected to her partner emotionally and, you know, does she feel like her partner is showing up for her and, you know, um, and, you know, how, how are they thinking about each other and what they're doing together are the questions I would ask before I would even get jumped to oral sex. But, you know, and I know you had some great ideas too about, you know, hormones. Um, the other thing that I think is that, um, uh, you know, that, that, 
I know a lot of women, because I'm sort of nearing that age now, who come to this place where their hormones aren't really leading them uh, sexually anymore. And, and, that, but, and so some people will say, oh, forget it, the whole thing goes away. And other people will say it gets better and better. And I feel like the difference between those places is at least partly a, a choice you make about how you're going to, whether you're going to continue to sort of cultivate your sexual energy or whether you just, you know, are going to let go of it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have five things for him. One I'd start with is, is he talking to his wife about how he feels about what his needs are and expressing himself in a way that isn't pressuring her. If, if guys, if you mm-hmm. start putting pressure on women to have sex with you, guess what? Doesn't work. <laughs> It doesn't work. Yeah, Instead, no. you have to talk about things you really enjoyed in your past. Like, oh, remember that time when we, you know, were on the beach and you let me, you know, go down on you and it was so amazing. And oh my gosh, that was like the best. You know, talk to her that way as opposed to, oh, we never have oral sex again. I think that that's much more of a way to express yourself that is friendly. Another thing is check in with her status, sexual satisfaction. Wendy, you were kind of touching on this, but, you know, are you are you Neanderthal hands in the bedroom? Has she ha- is she having orgasms? Where is her pleasure? Where is her sensitivity? And and you know, and- here's the thing: for a lot of women, as they get older, finding those sexual triggers is 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 more challenging. It takes more time. So you know, can you you know take take the time you know that uh, that that's required? I mean, you know, if it was 20 minutes before, it could be 40 minutes now. And so you know, that's partly that pressure thing again. You know, no woman wants to feel like she needs to hurry up to orgasm. She can't possibly anyway. So, you know, really, um, you know, enjoying the journey and not being so concerned about the, the you know, the destination okay. is a good, really good way to approach sex with menopausal women. Mm-hmm. Another thing is to check in with vaginal dryness and thinning because if she is experiencing any kind of pain from dryness or mm-hmm. thinning, I mean, get get some lube and use it. Yeah, no, and actually, uh, being in that yeah. camp, I have to say that, you know, there's three symptoms that travel together. So pain with sex and vaginal dryness and low libido. And it's really hard to know where one stops and one starts. They, you know, you have any single one of those experiences, you know, and they all turn into each other. And so, you know, um, I actually travel everywhere I go with lubricant, my personal lubricant that that we that we have here but there's a lot of great brands that are available that don't have petrochemicals and parabens and don't create more sensitivity and so be really clear about having products that bring you you know I, when i use my products i feel 20 years younger amen and so um so have good products by your nightstand that brings me also to hormones so has your wife had her hormones tested now I am I'm not ashamed to say that I am actually right now I'm on a hormone thing because having my baby kicked me into sort of like a premenopausal state and my hormone levels all plummeted all my sex hormones I just had all these tests done and everything and came back that estrogen and testosterone and pregnenolone and progesterone and my DHEA levels all the things that affect libido and your enjoyment everything was really really super low so uh, when women are going through this time after 50, even as early as 35 women mm-hmm. can be going through this. So it's really important because there are things that you can do to overcome that hormonal state and right. to feel better again. No, that's totally true. And, you know, there's some basic uh, lifestyle things that make a huge difference to all that too, 
like things like exercising regularly and mm. eating a really good diet, you know, a clean, healthy food diet, um, and sleeping, getting enough sleep is like really all of those things have such a huge, huge impact on on on, on our ability to access our sexuality. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I touch on is shame. So is she ashamed of her body? Maybe it's she's ashamed that of her age or the extra pounds. I know a lot of women, when they hit that, that postmenopausal state, have a hard time keeping weight off. And maybe she feels uncomfortable about that or the way that her genitals look because genitals start sh- changing as the thinning happens. So maybe just check in with her and, you know, I know, D-Love, you're really big on this, too, but it's like sometimes no matter how much our partner tells us we're beautiful, it just doesn't sink in. Do you have that experience, Wendy? There's just certain times where it's just like, I'm ugly and fat no matter what. Well, actually, mine is that I'm ugly and old no matter what. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I uh, I feel like this shame question is a really important one but because there's so much shame that's connected to sexuality anyway, you know, and our sense of our sexual selves is so layered with so many things that oftentimes shame is in there and we don't even know it's in there. Um, but, you know, really like, you, you know, cultivating self-love is such an essential part of what it is to actually feel love from anybody else. And so, you know, whenever I'm in a really low place like that, you know, the nicest, kindest thing my husband can say is just like, what is it going to take for you to find this place to love yourself? You know, what is it going to take for you to, you know, to be your best self? And so, you know, encourage her and, 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 uh, you know, and treat her to things that help her to find that part of herself so she can access that, those loving feelings with you is, you know, my own personal advice. And, you know, and, and that's like daily work. It's not like you just do that and then you're done. It's what you do all the time, every day. And, and, you know, that's the work of loving people. So. You know, you you could even gift her with like a spa day. For me, like relaxing and feeling relaxed. Yesterday, I went and had this amazing Ayurvedic like herbal massage where they massage all these herbs. And Mm -hmm. and this is to help my libido, actually. Like this was part of my regimen and getting my hormones back on track. And so they're massaging all these herbs into my joints and just tons nice. of oil all over my body. And but, I you got know, even if you it, can't afford to do something as exotic as that, and I'm, and I'm, I'm sitting here just a little bit jealous because it sounds lovely, <laughs> you know, for me it's like just take a bath, you know, soak in a tub and put a little bit of oil in there. You can even use the love oil in the bathtub, you know, and just like really like feel your body and, and, and like you were saying, relax. So, I, you know, there's a lot of inexpensive ways we can do that, too, so that, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, it's, it's not like a regular thing, but, you know, just even running a tub for your, for your, for your partner and set, putting some candles out and putting some nice music in there. You know, my, my, my daughter, actually, my little girl does that for me. So she's like, Mommy, I'm going to make you a spa, you know, and it's just simple things like that, that that actually bring you into sort of the heart of what it is that we most want, which is this sense of feeling loved. So We all want to feel loved. So Good Clean Love, speaking of love, is Wendy's site, goodcleanlove.com. Yeah, and, and you can thank get the you book, so much, Wendy's book, uh, on Love That, that Works, A Guide to Enduring Intimacy. Radio show on LA Talk Radio, Lunch with the Loveologist, every Wednesday. And a couple of weeks ago, Jai and I had a great talk about her book. We so did. look for that there. And um, uh, yeah, so goodcleanlove.com, tons and tons of content. 
Great. Thank you so much, Wendy, to my guests today. I've had a great time on Sex with Jaya. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us.